Welcome to the Empowering Choices Parenting Podcast. My name is Joshua. I am Lucas. And I am Eric. Lucas and Eric are licensed professional counselors. And today, uh, the title of our episode is called Don't Use That Voice With Me, Young Man. <laughs> I like how you'd use like an accent. Like, who were you trying it, to be there? I, I don't know. I, it's like I started normal and then I went into something. But w- when I hear a title like that, I just think of like some really kind of decrepit, like, oh, don't use that voice You're with me, You're really going to be an insulting part of our audience here. True. Well, you know, as I was looking at a few things on, on in preparation, uh, one of the most consistent scenes that comes up on the internet with this phrase is from The Little Mermaid, where I think it's Poseidon that says, "Don't take that tone of voice with me." <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, from and the from the new version of the film. No, or it's the, from the, the the cartoon one. From the original. Um, original. If I'm because I, I saw it a couple of times and and I saw it say Little Mermaid, but I didn't I didn't follow through with you know seeing the whole thing or anything. But there we go. But he definitely had the definite uh, authoritarian yeah. voice. I'm gonna uh-huh. put you in your place. Mm-hmm. Um, how dare you take that tone of voice with me? Type thing. Yeah, and I I heard that kind of thing a lot growing up, and sometimes I didn't even say anything to provoke that <laughs> response. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's um, right. Yeah, I would. Uh, you know, teachers would be telling us this and that and doing whatever, and then they'd come by me and say. You need to wipe that look off your face, right. don't you, whatever. And it's like, I'm not even saying anything. Don't mm-hmm. use that face yeah. with me, young man. Exactly. That's right. And, and so I think, yeah, some of this is kind of about, uh, kind of like, don't give me attitude, maybe? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That that really is what it is behind that, is that don't mm-hmm. give me the attitude you're giving me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm, I couldn't quite figure out where that came from, where that got started, where that it rolled into, you know, the face look. Yeah. Um, I heard those things when I was a kid, too. Your face is talking back to me. <laughs> right. And it's like, man, that was an easy button to push with you. I mean, as as a kid who could control situations, had a strong will and, you know, could control adults, you just use a little bit of a facial expression and man, you're in the driver's seat. Yeah. You, you, know. you found as a child that if you got an adult to be that upset that you were more in control at that point. Oh, very much so. Mm-hmm. And it didn't take much. That's kind of an interesting perspective because our primary intended audience here is parents. Right. And like... I was just talking to some parents yesterday of like, you need to be emotionally in control when you're parenting your children because you're going to get the best results if you are. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's what you're saying of like, mm-hmm. if, the, if the adult becomes emotionally dysregulated, they're less able to adult. Yeah, I, I never really thought about it, but until you were just mentioning this, Eric, but yeah, I feel like a lot of times when I would get such a rise out of whether it be one of my parents or a teacher... Um, that almost like was like, cool, I'll mm-hmm. keep doing this mm-hmm. versus if I did not get a response and people were just mm-hmm. the same, it just, it didn't do anything for me. Right. I would imagine, I would, I would, cause you, Eric, you were talking about like, that meant I had more control and I would wonder maybe the way you're describing it, Josh, of like, yeah. I know there's at least some kid that feels this way of like, Ooh, if I push the button, something cool happens. <laughs> right. Not even yeah. like I get more stuff, but like if I push the button, noises come out. Yeah. Right. So yeah. if I do this, the adult like makes sounds. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, like one of the biggest things of my career was in sixth grade when we made our Your science. career. Hang oh, on. My career on. is maybe not a great student. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but but we our sixth grade science teacher left the room crying. And like that was a thing we talked about for years. Was oh. Like, oh, we literally like. That was like a hash mark on your whatever. Yeah, right. Like, yeah. That was a win. Um, and so, I mean, and, and it wasn't like we wanted to, we, I don't think as kids we realized like, oh, we're literally causing emotional distress mm-hmm. for this sure, person, absolutely. but it's just like, we're bored. This is boring. Right. If I say these things, I get this response and that's kind of fun to watch. So, mm-hmm. and I don't have to do whatever the thing oh, it, is with the study. Exactly. Right. Yeah. yeah. And it, there wasn't a consequence of like, you made the substitute cry. Therefore you're all in detention for a week. Right. Yeah. Right. That just, that could have that could have theoretically given you some information of oh that was bad. Right. Because you yeah. just cued it as like ooh mm-hmm. it was yeah. like fireworks. Yeah, I had right. that teacher. Um, and <laughs> the substitute or the 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 teacher that said I will be gone for a week and if you treat my substitute badly, let me tell you about this classroom. There's a window right over there that is up against the attendance office and I will for that next week that I am back yeah. be have your assignment on the board and I will stand back there behind the glass and drink my coffee and provide the federal supervision that I need to provide. And wow. this is like high school geometry. Mm. <laughs> you know, and he, and he's like and it will be a new unit. Mm. You know, and it's, so it's like that's a, a very unique threat a, that you have to like yep. your brain cells have to be engaged to like right? track what he's talking about. Yeah, and you have to care about the class. Well, the class went through it once, so you know they then cared about it. They went through <laughs> it once. Yeah. You know, so it was Ooh. there. Yeah, well, and you, you know, never make any threats you're not willing to follow through on. It, exactly. You know, you have to be willing to go through with that. And a part of this this statement that's in our culture, don't take that tone with me. I understand what it's about. It's about that attitude. You're trying to address the Mm -hmm. attitude. Mm. Um, It's generally a way that when you address it that way, it can make things worse Mm. or blow up really quickly because, you know, and depending on the age of your child, you know, um, middle school, is starting to be able to work with how do I find myself? Who am I? What are the values that I want? How do I speak in this world to be heard? Um, How do I get heard? Then you get into high school. You've got some of that that's a little more formed in there. And now it's about how do I advocate for myself? How do I, you know, voice my needs? How do I put information and ideas out there? in ways that can be received and heard. And when it's your baby, a lot of times it can come across, depending on how you were raised, as a challenge. And that actually may be factually accurate. That may literally be what it is of like, hmm, how far does this push anyway? Well, and if it's, and on the times when it's not a challenge, that it really is your kid developmentally trying to grow into these ways I just described. And I'm making the argument that that's like an unconscious challenge. They're, they're, they're pushing kind of their own boundaries in a way that like they should be. And I think we're saying the same thing. Yes. Because I would go, you know, like we were talking in the beginning, that it's more conscious and this one is more. Hey, why do we mow the lawn that way? Wouldn't it right. be better this way? And mm-hmm. and now how you as a parent are hearing that. Yep. And 
okay, maybe they didn't say it in the absolute way of, mm. well, hey, how about if we just mow the lawn like this versus mm. why do we mow the lawn that way? I mean, <laughs> really? This is stupid, you know? And, and now it has that, mm. that attitude. Attitude. And then we get into the debate we were just talking about, but it's honestly, it's a good moment where you can begin to mold things mm. But if you start with "Don't take that attitude with me," mm-hmm. you can you can cut yourself off at the knees right away. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that this is not something that should ever be said or ever be heard. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is that should not be a norm. Well, I mean, and one of the things that we're talking about is so don't take that attitude with me. You're talking about nonverbals. Mm-hmm you're not talking about the content of what is said. And I think what I hear you saying is the response from the parent in the way that they're articulating, don't take that tone with me, young man. Those nonverbals in the way that that sentence is said can negatively impact the outcome that you're going to get from the child. Yes. Because if you said, hey, that attitude's probably not what we're going for. Mm -hmm. You're communicating a very similar meaning. I did change the words. Mm-hmm. But my tone drastically changed from the, you know, the 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 spinster Catholic right. nun stereotype with, you know, waving the ruler. Um, well, and another way that I've put it at different times is, you know, I'm not sure that the way you said that was exactly the way you meant it to be heard. Right. I, I don't, I'm not sure you wanted that to come across in the way that it just sounded. Right. Let, let's start there. Um, I know that a part of the, the, you know, kind of prep work I was doing for today's podcast talked about kind of, uh, some of this softer side of parenting that's out there in the world right now. And G- gentle parenting, gentle parenting, put a fine point on it. Yeah. Um, we'll have to do a podcast on that or something. where one person was saying that when a child is having a tantrum, they should have a, um, a freedom of the mouth. And I'm going, what in the world does that mean? That sounds hazardous. Yes. I, I thought so too. And as I'm reading it, what the author was saying is that the the child, because they're trying to get all of these powerful emotions out, should just be free to get them out, say, scream, bark, whatever it is they need to do to get those out, because no. that's the idea is to get them out, not hold them in. No. And I'm I was thinking the exact same way, because what you're doing as a parent is you're Now, I'm going to use the word molding, but at the same time, in context, you're teaching your children how to handle the reins of their emotions Mm -hmm. and their behaviors and their reactions. You're helping them mold their own reactions, their own selves. Mm -hmm. So if my child is having an emotional expression, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to stop the emotional expression per se it depends on are they being a danger to themselves or Mm -hmm. others that's the bottom line right right there yeah foundational mm -hmm. right so if they're not then what i might be saying is you know what it's fine to be upset but you need to lower your volume right at the top you're putting some boundaries on right yeah you said molding i just used boundaries those are very similar Mm -hmm. because what i'm doing is helping him to learn because the way you're learning you're teaching your children to interact with this is how they're going to do it at work someday right as an adult it's how they're going to do it in the store someday 
as an adult, mm-hmm. you know. And so if they learn that this is just the way you do, you just mm-hmm. get freedom of the mouth. When I have a temper <laughs> tantrum, there are no rules because right. mommy and daddy taught me to. Yeah. That sounds, as you said, when they grow up, that why would they not carry that forward with them? Well, the way children are raised are the way that they become adults. And that's what our research has shown. Right. You know, it, our research. That's what the research has right. shown. Our personal... And, mm-hmm. and that's right. like the perfect recipe for how you do make a lot of the videos that I like to watch on like TikTok or YouTube. It's the freedom of the mouth and uh, probably a kid that wasn't ever trained not to do that. And so then they blow up in the at the Wendy's or at the McDonald's and somebody films it and then they become a viral thing because it's like, yeah, you're, you're yelling for 20 minutes about a hamburger being cooked mm-hmm. wrong right um I mean, that's the improvement of the guy who tried to rob a wendy's with an alligator oh, but i mean wow that's, that's a different yeah <laughs> <laughs> that was freedom of the alligator freedom of the alligator <laughs> but yeah i mean what, wouldn't the idea be that once they start going down that path yeah you've got to now rein them back in and mm-hmm. help them to not because it's not acceptable to spend 20 minutes freedom of the mouth R- yeah, um, ranting and raving yeah. at a Wendy's employee because they didn't put pickles on your whatever. Right. Yeah. Or it's your boss or it's your yeah. teacher right. or yeah. it's your professor or, you know, there's, there's appropriate ways to be, cause all of this is how do I be assertive? How do I stand up for myself? How do I be heard? Mm-hmm. You know? And so you have to have the, the foundational understanding that you're not the center of the universe. Right. Just because you're upset. And it has to be done in an appropriate way. And as children grow, that should change. Yes. And right. it seems like for some people, yeah, that doesn't change. Mm-hmm. But but that as a parent, what we should be doing is trying to help go, yes, it's appropriate for a little baby to cry because that's mm-hmm. all they know to do. But now you're 10 years old and mm-hmm. we need to work on a better response. Mm-hmm. You can still cry, but now we need to talk. Yeah. Also. And we need to talk about, was that the best way to be able to bring it out that that's what you needed, wanted, um, hoped for, or how you were hurt? You know, um, it's different when you're 15 and throwing the tantrum of throwing your body on the floor and flailing (laughs) and screaming and crying, you know, as when you were two. I feel like a variety of our podcasts encourage parents to be more active. Yes. And I feel like this podcast has somewhat of a different tone of like, don't use that voice with me, young man, is a very authoritarian kind of top-down approach. And we're reminding parents that like, there's there's too far also. You can, you can wield your power with too heavy a hand in a way that doesn't get you the results that you want. And well, and one of the things that I saw in that same article that talked about, you know, the freedom of the mouth um, they actually had two other interventions in there. And I went, yeah, we've got tools that are kind of, you know, mm. that same exact thing. So when the child has this sassy attitude, uh, one of the interventions was to be able to uh, basically get them on a different topic. Ah, uh-huh. Okay, so that's distraction. Yeah. And another intervention a really was really good tool for young children. It really, really is. Good uh, pick them up and get them in play mode, you know, which is similar to get yes. them on a different. Yep. Yeah. It's similar to distraction. Um, and it's the, the idea was don't get hooked yeah. by that attitude that you're seeing coming there from them. So in this article that you're describing, they said, allow the child to have freedom of the mouth, but also simultaneously attempt to do interventions that cause them to stop doing that. 
Correct. That sounds contradictory to me. It, it, yes. It's very contradictory. Allow them to express their emotions because expressing emotions is good, but also at the same time, you really want to cut them off from doing that because that's bad. Yeah. That was the tone you got from the article. That, that, okay. that's kind that of sounds really contradictory. Yeah. I didn't read the article, obviously. but the, the pieces that I was taking away are, you know, okay, yes, their attitudes are going to come. Remember, your kids are emotionally based thinkers. So that's how they're going to see the world. You know, the Bluey episode that we did was just mm-hmm. such a beautiful example of what an emotional-based thinker looks like. They can't see farther than the end of their nose. And, yeah. and they're not going to be able to put together, you know, because it's not just emotional-based, but they also don't have um, big picture, um, mm-hmm. cause and effect thinking yet. Long-term Those are thinking. things that, mm-hmm. yeah, long-term thinking. So when the option was go to bed, Get a good night's sleep. Right. Get up early and have a and have a good day tomorrow. Rested good day yeah. tomorrow, or have fun now, or play hamburger stand in mm-hmm. the bathtub. And right. they're like, "Oh, so what would you like on your hamburger?" Exactly. <laughs> you yep. know, it, it's yeah. and, and that's exactly what I would expect that age group to do. Mm-hmm. Which means that sometimes when they're throwing that attitude, mm-hmm. they they don't understand why that's happening. Or why they're doing it consciously. That's what Josh was saying about himself. <laughs> to a certain yeah. degree, yes. I'm like, wait, I owe you? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. You know, whereas for me, I would throw that more consciously as a way of controlling a situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and so if I had a person who could sidestep that. Not get hooked and on And not the, get hooked mm-hmm. on that. Um and and be able to still remain kind of you know uh, mm-hmm. the adult in the situation emotionally grounded emotionally mm-hmm. grounded that made it so that I wasn't in control and now I actually respected that adult just mm-hmm. a little bit more and wanted to hear just a little bit more of what they were they to say or do or so forth even a substitute so so it kind of sounds like we are saying that. We shouldn't. Are we, we? We are saying that the concept of don't use that voice or don't have that attitude with me is something that we do want to work on. We want to prevent them from, or we want to re, re kind of map them Mold. from having those. Mm-hmm. However, saying don't use that attitude with me, don't use that voice with me, is not what actually solves the problem. The the Generally. the way you enunciate <laughs> that is yeah. exactly the way that I think all of us hear that in our head. Yeah, and I think it's. Ironically, the nonverbals of the parental statement is, I think, possibly the thing that we're critiquing of like, that may not be your best intervention right. with a child who is lipping off. Yep. You want to be emotionally grounded yourself and say, the way that you said those words needs some improvement. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's, did mm-hmm. you intend them that way? Or I see what you're trying to do. Knock it off. Yeah. And, and I would say that, you know, the, the child who is more intending that intentional mm. You know, those approaches need to be there in a different way than the child who is just, you know, yep, 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 uh, yep. over the lawn. Why do we do it this way? I don't want to do it this way. You know, yep. Why don't we do it this way? A, a completely different type of a situation. And, and so I guess my advice would be explore it. Yeah. Explore it before you just have the reaction of don't take that voice with me. <laughs> right. You know, and, and I again, I'm not calling this an absolute there is a place for that at different times, but you have to know your child. Right. You have to know when that that needs to be dropped into the middle of that situation. And it's generally not going to be 
um, a lot. Right. So yeah. So I think that was uh, some good advice and um, definitely something that uh, I will probably be faced with considering how, I, I don't know if this works this way, but I was always told I will someday have to you know, reap all the craziness that I caused. You will raise a child like yourself. Exactly. And so our joke right now is my wife will say, that's your son. I'm like, well, it's your son too. She's like, but he's acting more like what I heard you acted like. Right. But the thing that we're seeing right now. mm -hmm. Exactly. So, so yeah, so we have, uh, as Eric mentioned, some of the different tools and things we have uh, courses and information on all of that. It's also all in our parenting manual. And so definitely uh, make sure to check that out. You can go to empoweringchoices.community or go to the app store, download our app uh, by searching Empowering Choices Parenting. And then if you could, it would really help us out a lot if on whatever platform you're listening or watching this on, if you could uh, give us a review, let us know what you think of the episodes and um, let us let us hear kind of what you think and if you have any questions. So we will see you on the next episode. 